with you, I have been working on a big project, and this has to do with how to give feedback to employees. And it works for just about anybody, but the focus is for supervisors and managers to be able to do this one thing that is so key to the success of the person, of you, and your organization. So I have been, in the last month, collecting questions from all kinds of people. We have over 200 questions on what their biggest struggle with all of this is. And in the next three videos that we're going to be doing in the next two weeks, I'm going to be trying to answer some of those questions for you and giving you tips on how you can give even better feedback in your organization and to the people who really work very hard for you. So why am I doing this? Uh, well, first of all, I am an executive coach. I am a life coach and it's really interesting to me because one of the things that most of my clients struggle with is how to talk to employees when something isn't going quite right. There's a bit of a formula to this and I, but, but before I went through the formula I wanted to make sure that I was answering everybody's questions. Well, I got a lot of questions. <laughs> And so today, I want to spend a little bit of time with you answering those questions. But why me? Well, I was in corporate America for uh, way too many years, I think. And now that I'm doing executive coaching, once again, we get into the whole thing about correcting behaviors. And no one's perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. And when it's time to give feedback, the best thing to do is to give it very effectively so that it sticks. And guess what most of us do? Yeah, I've been there too. We ignore it and we hope that it'll go away. <laughs> and guess what? It usually comes back with a vengeance. So anyway, I have had a lot of experience myself on this and I think I did learn a lot from the uh, Leadership School of Hard Knocks on it, but I've also had a lot of insight because I had managed managers and now I'm doing work with a lot of people who are managers and supervisors. So why this video? Well the video is for me to start a conversation and for you to share in that conversation. The first video is going to be on kind of how to prepare both mentally and physically for the conversation. Uh, the second one is going to be more about how to have the conversation and the third is, you know, tips that just make it stick. So look for these videos in the next in the next week or two, and we hope that you find them very very useful. So let's just start with the answers to some of your questions. So how do we prepare to have a conversation with someone who isn't doing something quite right? Well, the first thing that and this is what a lot of people miss. Your attitude about the whole thing is absolutely and totally key. So your attitude going into it needs to be in a place that opens conversation, not closes it down. There are a lot of people who, when there is an infraction or when there's a mistake made, they get angry themselves. I mean, I've been there, you've been there, and it's kind of misguided, but a lot of people really, really want to make that other person feel bad. 
Well, as Dr. Phil would say, how does that work for you? If they're feeling bad, all they're going to do is feel defensive. So part of the success of this whole conversation is where your head is before you even start. That's number one. Your head needs to be in a positive place. Let's talk about positive place. You need to believe they can do it. There are a lot of people who have these conversations who they really don't, they're going through the motions. They really don't think they can do it. But you need to believe and sincerely believe that they can fix this situation or this behavior so it doesn't, doesn't happen again. And this, that's another very good point. Whatever happened, happened. It's in the past. We're done with it. We just don't want it to happen in the future. Many people who are having these feedback conversations dwell so much on that past infraction and they kind of beat the person down. And when that person is downtrodden, they're not listening to you. What we need to do is get them to want to listen to you. And it's always awkward to be called into the boss's office, but if you come at it from a friendly way, I know that's counterintuitive, but guess what? You and your employee are a team, and you have uh, history, you have relationships, and let's start in a friendly way. We're going to start by being in the mode. I like to tell people that it kind of works really well if you're if you picture yourself talking to your child or talking to your best friend, how would you phrase it? Rather than, hey, Pat, get in here. I need to bust your butt about this. That just really doesn't work. They just close up completely, and we don't want that. So we want to believe in them. We want it to be behavior-based, not personality-based. Uh, there's a difference between, hey, you idiot, <laughs> and hey, that thing that you did, that's not useful. Let's work on making sure that that thing doesn't happen again. So that's kind of where your head needs to be. And the other thing that is very, very important here is for you to take the time to collect some evidence. What does that mean? If the person has a problem with lateness, let's just say, instead of just going to Pat and saying, hey, Pat, you've been late a few times in the last couple weeks. No, that doesn't work. Pat, you were late on Tuesday by 10 minutes. You were late on Thursday by 22 minutes. Uh, you were late the Monday prior by 18 minutes. And I have it all written down here. So I know what's been happening. And it's not to prove them wrong. It's to give strength to the fact that you care enough to have this conversation with people. And when you provide solid evidence, it's a little bit harder for them to say, oh, he's full of it. He doesn't know what he's talking about. But if you've collected evidence, that can strengthen your ability to convince the person that there may be an issue. And let's just talk about this too, and that is patterns. It's better if you can find a pattern, a pattern of lateness or a pattern of hanging up on a client, <laughs> or, ah, that actually happened to me. I had somebody who just did that regularly. And when you have a pattern, it is actually, uh, I don't want to say easier, but 
more effective for you to show that there's a pattern in behavior rather than a one-off. And if someone's late one time, it's not that big of a deal, but if they've been late 10 times in the last 20 days, it's a pattern. And that is all part of collecting the evidence and thinking about the evidence. So that's another thing to think about. The whole approach needs to be positive and positive about the future with this employee. And when you are positive about it, they're going to be listening to you. When you are trying to make them feel bad, all they're doing is putting up a wall. They're being very, very defensive. So that's really, really important. Another thing I like to suggest is make sure that you have prepared enough time to have a conversation. In the next video, we're going to talk more about that conversation. But doing it in two minutes and saying, hey, Pat, you were late twice last week. Don't do it again. Get out of my office. I mean, I'm exaggerating to make a point here. But sometimes people need to talk. And when they talk, they will talk through it. And it's actually a way for you to show that you respect them and you can listen to them. And so that's more about the discussion, but make time for it. And the other thing is privacy. Don't do it in a crowded lunchroom. Don't do a drive-by on the way to the elevator. Hey, Pat, I wanted to talk to you about something. Nah, that doesn't work. We want to preserve the integrity of your relationship. And when you find it important enough to sit down with someone to talk about an issue, a behavioral challenge, something that if they tweak it just a little bit, they'll be even better at their job, then they see that you are on their side. And that's very, very important. I also like to think about staging. And that is, if you are in an office and you have a big desk and you're sitting at the desk and they're on the other side of the desk, you have all already uh, staged your supremacy over that person. And that is not conducive to having a dialogue. And you might think I'm a little crazy about this and maybe being just a little bit too nice to the person who has messed up, but get this, it works. <laughs> I am here to tell you that it works because they will see you as being on their side. And when they think you're on their side, you have half a chance that they're going to listen to you and half a chance that this feedback discussion is going to stick. So I'd love for you to think about these. If there are more that I missed in terms of preparation, um, timing, that kind of thing, that would be absolutely great for you to just share on our website. And at the bottom of this web page, there is a chance for you to comment. That's all I want. We're not selling you anything today. We just want to keep this dialogue going because of all the things that I have seen managers and supervisors struggle with, giving feedback is one of the most challenging. So I hope you join us. I hope you take the time to write a quick little note um, at the bottom of the web page, and we'll go from there. And in a few days, we're going to talk about that discussion. And that's going to be some really good stuff. So until then, I'm Marcia Egan, and I'm hoping that you 
have found this to be very, very useful.